Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Kids Days in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Trey A.N. Cooper. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be worth it. That he didn't give me enough time. He he spent so much time while I we were getting ready like for this minutes. before we went on trying to come up with the name, and I knew it wasn't going to be worth it. But what does that even mean? <laughs> Explain, no, honestly, I don't normally want to know, but this was so dumb, I need to understand what it was. I looked up old British kid names that start with an S. So not not in any way worth it. it. Doesn't even have to do with the movie. Yes, it does. Anyway, who, who's who's the star of the movie? Who, who what's the what's the movie about? Well, I haven't said the name of the movie yet. So joining me today, as always, is Solomon Cooper. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be discussing a movie that we, I, let's not bury the lead here. We really liked. We we watched it multiple times. Probably seen it four times since it came out. Um, that and sounds inaccurate. Nope. Yes. We, you don't know what I do in my free time. <laughs> You're not just um, around binging this. That is the film adaptation of the musical Matilda. Yes. It came out in 2022. This is a new thing. Yeah. It is. It, 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 I don't. I honestly don't know. I know. I think we mentioned it in one of the other podcasts, maybe like at the tail end or something. But I wanted us to do a full dive into the movie because. We really liked it. I was unfamiliar with it. I, I honestly, full disclosure, was never a huge fan of the original Matilda movie. Um, I don't know anything about it, so. Well, just imagine this movie, but with no music. Oh, uh, I, I didn't know anything about it. I don't, and, I'm, okay, whatever. Yeah, it was I, like. I figured that. It was like Danny DeVito. Movie. There's like a lot of. Danny DeVito? Yeah, he was the dad. Was it Mr. Worm, Wormface? Wormwood. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch it also because I had like my, my parents were very nervousy about, um, watching things that had magic. So even though Matilda technically doesn't have magic, it's, th- she's the same as like one of the X-Men. You know what I mean? She says telekinesis. Yeah. Back in the eighties, telekinesis, Satan worshiping baby eaters. They were, it was all the same. One in the same. Synonymous. Um, so anyway, I wasn't allowed to watch it, and then by the time that I watched it when I was older, when I could make my own decisions, it just was nothing to me. You know what I mean? Um, but I got really excited about this movie um, when one of the uh, guys in the Resistors 
Um, that's a local band. Go check them out. Ooh, Resistors. Yeah, you should look them up. Um, but he was tell he introduced me to uh, Tim Minchin, who then I found out did all the music for Matilda for Matilda, the musical. So then I got kind of excited about this. No, he did all the music for Matilda, not the musical. Oh my god. Anyway, it made me kind of excited when this movie's coming out, and then. I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong here. I think we started that movie the first time we watched it. It was like in the middle of the night, right? Oh, yeah. It was like 3 in the morning. It was like something crazy. It was like a, something crazy. It was some crazy late hour on the weekend. And um, I'd hope it was the weekend. That's I want to clarify so people don't think that we're watching movies at 3 o'clock in the morning. We're dedicated to our craft. Uh, on, a, on a school day. Um, but, yeah, it was like so instantly captivating. Yeah. Um, and... I, I before we go into the, the finer details, I want to say that this is not one of those musicals where it's just the the music. Even though I've I have heard some critics say that, uh, I actually thought the filmmaking in this movie was really good and really creative. Because I've seen a lot of musicals recently that it, they're really flat, but they, the music kind of carries them along. And I thought that the the filmmaking in this was really really good. Like I think that. I, I, I don't even want to imagine the movie without the music, but if it if it were to be made just like the original Matilda as a remake of that Matilda, I think it would still work. Yeah, I think it would uh, hold hold its own. Yeah, I feel like the original Matilda, and I, I need to go back and... Nah, let's be fair. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to go back and go watch that non-music version again. <laughs> but um, I feel like that... I remember that movie kind of feeling f like f Home Alone-ish, and it's like f the flat way it's filmed. The flat way it's filmed. Yeah, like Home Alone Chris, filmed flat. Chris, <laughs> there's no style. Like there's no style to it. Like I love Home Alone, but Chris Columbus, um, he's he just doesn't have a particular particular style of his own. You okay. know what I mean? So he's he started a bunch of amazing franchises that made a lot of money. So not not trying to say he's not talented, but he, no, I there's not a lot of style. Yeah, you wouldn't really know it if you saw it. Yeah, you wouldn't think, oh, this is a Chris Columbus movie. Yeah, and you can see how his career kind of tapered off, and we don't have to keep talking about Chris Columbus, but, like, so he does, like, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, right? They don't mm -hmm. do well with the critics at all, but they are the huge love smash hits, right? They're, they're, they're classics. And then he does um, Harry Potter. They, he's because he, so if you think about it, they didn't know how Harry Potter was going to work out. They knew it was, like, the most popular children's book, mm -hmm. but... So he hired the guy who had made the most popular children's movie. You know what I mean? And they were like, "Oh, we'll have him make this thing." And he did. He did the best job he could. Let's just say. But I will say that I normally skip those Harry Potter movies that he made. Which one did he make? The first two. What you skip those? I do now. Yeah. Then the second one was really good. I think he does a great job of making a kids movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the third Harry Potter movie is also a kids movie, and that is done by Alfonso Cuaron, and you can really tell the difference in style, in the sense that there is one. Never rolled my eyes harder. Why did you? You went Alfonso Cuaron. <laughs> <laughs> why do you roll your eye? Why would you roll your thing in the whole entire world? You're talking so normally. Why would you roll your eyes for me pronouncing his name correctly? <laughs> you went. You went. You went. Harry Potter 3 is also a kids movie directed by Alfonso Cuaron. 
What would you have been happier if I would have been like Alfonso Corona? No, I wouldn't have been happy, but it just you could have been like Alfonso. Anyway, Corona. we're not talking about Harry Potter. You like whole voice and like style of talking changed and accent. Everything about you changed in that moment. You have to pronounce these names properly. It's rude. You're going to change your whole mindset. I didn't change my whole mindset. Yeah, you, this, look at this. Is what you're talking. I didn't change my whole mindset. <laughs> Alfonso Caron. <laughs> That's what you did. That's not my mindset changing. It was. Anyway, I, honestly, I would love to just talk about Harry Potter now because we've been playing the new Harry Potter game and I'm like overly obsessed with it but we are here to talk about matilda yes sir and we will stay on track this time mm -hmm. so um, let's dive on in yeah so uh this is a this is a pretty classic story by um roald dahl roald dahl yeah and and um people have already seen the movie but because this is technically a newish movie we have to give the audience what they want the audience doesn't want it. And the bad. audience needs a plot synopsis of what Matilda's. Just a quick plot synopsis of what Matilda's uh, about. Uh, uh, why can I just, Also, Solomon's going to do a lot of singing in this because I can't remember a lot of the songs. Why do I have to do singing? Because you s listen to all the songs all the time. I can't sing, though. You can sing. No one's ever said that about me. I've been paying for these singing lessons for no, years. No, you have not. <laughs> anyway, so plot synopsis of Matilda. So this movie is about a girl... Who loves to read and has some bad parents. And she's going to a new school where she, because she's super excited about school, because her parents are neglectful. And so she goes to school and it's bad there. And then she unlocks some new powers. There. That was really long. I feel like that was more of like a summary. I wouldn't have done it that way, but yeah. That's what it's about. But it generally, you got the idea across. Um, I think calling your parents neglectful is an understatement. Um, Abusive. Actively douchey. Uh, horrendous scumbags. I think neglectful, if you if you ever call a parent neglectful, you know they're a bad parent. But they weren't like abusing yeah, but ne her. Neglectful parents just would uh, let you watch TV all day. You know, maybe like play poker with their friends or something. I'm showing my age here. I'm like, a neglectful parent would just be outside of racing the ponies while you sat inside and listening to the radio. <laughs> Played poker with your friends. You said they weren't abusive, and that's just not patently not true. They're not abusive. They take her books away, and they rip them to pieces. They lock her in the attic. It's not abuse. <laughs> yes, it is. Would you say I'm abused then? Okay. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you're locked in the attic here with this platform for you to be rude and disrespectful. I'm not rude and disrespectful. I'm kind. Um, so and loving. Uh, yeah. So th that that's what the movie's about, right? So it's 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 kind of like almost a inverse Harry Potter. You know, like she gets invited to go to this school. It's a private prep school thing, but the school instead of being like Hogwarts, is hell on earth. It's an and inverse Harry Potter. Her parent, her home life is bad, and her school life is bad. That's true, but Harry Potter is an orphan. She has both her parents. They just still suck. Yeah. And then she gets invited to this prestigious school, which sucks worse. And then instead of there being a Dumbledore to mentor her, her the headmaster also is horrendous. <laughs> so I think it is kind of like an inverse Harry Potter. No, it's not. 
Just because some things are the opposite, but not everything's the opposite, so it can't be inverted. Okay, so if it was an inverse Harry Potter, it would have to be about a kid who had two loving parents who then didn't get to go to school and also didn't have magic? Yes. <laughs> All right. Exactly. That's exactly. You're, you're purposely... Yeah, has magic, so it can't be like that. You're purposely misinterpreting me using normal nomenclature. You said inverse. If you clicked, oh, if you click control I on a on a Photoshop or on an illustrative thing, what happens? Does one part of it go into the opposite color or does the whole thing turn change colors? So you're saying the movie would be inverse if the movie was just upside down? <laughs> I'm not talking about this anymore. It's so, so stupid. <laughs> what a weird point. Why is that to be upside down? I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> We're just going back, going back to the movie. <laughs> Why'd you say that? <laughs> Why you saying in, in Photoshop? <laughs> Control I changes the colors. That flips the canvas. Oh, I got confused. I don't use Photoshop. I actually don't even know if it does that. <laughs> but it doesn't. We're like literally almost done with the first half of this segment. We barely talked about this movie. No, we have time. Which is really sad because, like I said, we we really did watch this movie a lot of times. Yeah, I think I watched it twice. I I watched it four times. Yes, yes, in the privacy of your home. Yep, in the privacy of my home. Sorry, I have to wipe my eyes. I started crying. Um, yeah. So like, uh, the I don't know. I honestly, the the young girl they have to play Matilda. She's a newcomer. Um, I don't think she's been in much else at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe. I think I believe you are correct. Are you, Are you checking your notes right now? On my phone. Yeah, I knew her name. Her name is Alicia. Like, where, 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 where? Well, she's W E I R. She's really great, and she, um, she's insane. She has more talent than any person I know. And I think she's a little bit younger than the girl who played um, the original Matilda, but she also plays Matilda a bit darker. There's a little bit of uh, Carrie in there, you know, like a little bit of a fire starter. Sure, sure. Um, there's a dark, a bit of darkness. And some people that I've talked to have refused to watch the movie and, because they watched the trailer and they were like, Matilda was just always so sweet to everybody. And she was like, you know, Madeline or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this, she's definitely much more like what a kid would be like raised in this horrendously abusive home situation. Yeah, except for she's not like an actual, like, she's not like rude to her, like kids. Just, no, no, just, just, just a little edge to her. Yeah. And she's still very sweet, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's very smart. Yeah. Um, Basically, honestly, I would. some would say that Matilda in this movie is exactly like me. You know, I'm a little, a little sharp, a little, like a little. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And super sweet and a genius. Oh, honestly. God. A <laughs> genius? That's a, oh, God. You don't even read. I did read you, a book. It, you, <laughs> you did. You read a book. I'm very smart just because I don't read. I'm not saying you're, so here's the thing. You're putting me in a bad position. You're sitting over there bragging all about yourself and how you're a genius. If I rag on you, then I'm going to look like a douchebag who's like uh bringing down your confidence or whatever. And so sure, so you who's the genius here? Who's putting you in this position? You're right. You're exactly. a genius. <laughs> exactly. Don't look at me like that. I beat you at chess the last 3 times. So. No, you did not. I beat you because you you blundered twice. I blundered in that one game. 
that doesn't mean you beat me at the last three times at chess. I beat well, before you the that, before that, I beat you the last four times. I beat you like six times in a row. Then you beat me four times, and then I beat you again. So, so Matilda, that's a movie that we were talking about. Um, yeah, stop getting us off, off track, Dad. We got to get yeah. So, um, so uh, is it Emma Thompson plays the Trunchable? The Trunchable. Her name's not the Trunchable. She's a she's a Trunchable. Wait, is her name Trunchable? Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. She's the Trunchable. No, that's her name. Her name is not Trunchable. Her name's like Emma Watson Trunchable. Trunchable. Emma Watson Trunchable. Emma Thompson Trunchable. <laughs> no. her She plays Agatha Trunchable. Wait, are you serious? Yes. I thought the Trunchable was like a headmaster in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, way to jump off your genius throne really quickly. You climbed up on it and you just <laughs> took a nose dive off as fast as you possibly Dude, I could. I thought this the whole time. The whole time in your so you thought that Dumbledore was like no. the trunchable of Hogwarts. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I thought it was like another word. I thought it was like oh headmaster and trunchable were synonymous. Nope. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you said you it, not me. me. You beat me at chess. I didn't say it. Um, so yeah, so Emma Thompson plays Trunchable, and I honestly had n- I, I kept saying to Solomon, I was like, "Who is?" And so Trunchable is like the evil headmistress of this school. She's like a former what like Olympic something player. Yeah, she was like a, one of those you know those people who spin around and throw things. Yeah, they spin around, and throw that big ball. I can't remember what it's called. But so she like runs this school, uh, like very young children, f- like a like it's a military operation. It's all about discipline and whatever. Yeah. So imagine like the worst high school coach you could have ever had running the entire school. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, we're two minutes over time. So sorry, folks. Uh, quick break, and we'll be right back. Hopefully, this time to actually be discussing Matilda the the musical. Goodbye. You know, just say goodbye. <laughs> the last word. And, and now, now a word, word from, from our sponsors. sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Season the Podcast and our discussion of Matilda. <laughs> Matilda. The musical. I forgot what it was called. Man, we are really not selling very well that this is our favorite movie that we've ever seen. <laughs> look, look, it's not our favorite movie, but we like it a lot. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, so <laughs> Thank you for saving. We me. were we we were talking about how Emma Thompson plays uh, Trunchable, Trunchable, not the Trunchable. I was really close to saying that. Um, and she's like this evil headmistress. But yeah, I, I was telling Solomon that the whole time we were watching, I was like, "Who is this person?" Like, because she's so good, very. And very you can good. tell that she has like some cosmetics on. They're they're very well done. So it wasn't enough cosmetics where I'm like, "Oh, there's so many cosmetics on this person that I can't tell who it is." I was just thinking maybe it's some character actor that's like in little parts in sitcoms or something that I or you know NYPD Blue. Yeah. I just can't think of who it is. But no, she's just so good in that role, and there are some prosthetics, but um, she is so great as Trunchable, and they managed to make this villainous person um, scary and funny. You know what I mean? Like she's so over the top. That it's funny? Yeah, like what she does is the craziest things that you can't imagine it being real. So I think that's like where the... It's like a caricature of someone evil. Right, exactly. Which thus makes it very funny. Well, like the part where she's... um, She has her own... This one musical number 
where she's thinking kind of about like her fantasy. Yes. Like about like a world where it's like a world with no children yeah. or something like that. And it's so delightfully over the top. And, and and what's funny about it is she's being a child herself. So like that's what makes her feel childlike is imagining no children. No ch- children. Yeah, but she's like swinging on a swing. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? Like the first line of the song is imagine if children didn't exist. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. like something like that. Um and she has like this really scary it's a classic like kind of raw doll thing like she has this like scary place called what's it called like the the crunchy the, the smishy dad this is your favorite movie you've seen it four <laughs> times i know i know but i I'm, I'm there for the music man what's it called it's like it's it's it's, it's a cell that she puts it's kids called, in it's like a little box and she locks children in it it's called like heidi or something the crunchy it's not called the crunchy What's it? Wait, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Everybody who knows Matilda is like screaming right now out there. It's it has a name. Yeah, ends, it's like a kids thing, but it ends with a Y. It's 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 like something you would hear about, like in a Dr. Seuss book or a Raw Doll book. Mm. What are you gonna look it up? Yeah, keep what's talking. the box called in Matilda? Yeah, keep talking. The, sorry, guys, this show is uh, no, apparently talk, not not you properly just, prepped. You, Solomon has Solomon isn't prepped properly. How does this have to do with my prepping yet? You don't know. What I it's called, called it the crunchy. It's called something like it's that. The smidgy. Like the hide and go seeky. No, it is not <laughs> called that. <laughs> it's something weird like that. Anyway, so so um, the other premise for those unfamiliar is like Matilda is also telling this story that she's making up about a um. About two folks. Chokey. Chokey. I was so close. No, I was way closer. What did I say? You said crunchy. That's <laughs> so much closer to Chokey than the hide and go seeky. <laughs> I thought it was something like a kid's name. <laughs> anyway, so Matilda's telling a story about a escapologist. An escapologist and an acrobat. An acrobat. So an escapologist being like an like escape this, artist. I forgot about this like second, this B plot. Yeah, well, it's a main part of the Matilda. Yeah. So she's... She's been telling this story. She's telling the story to to the librarian, mm-hmm. and um, she's just making this story up about their love affair, and then like this happened. And the whole time you're you're watching it, you are thinking she's making it up because it reminds her of her, what she wishes her life was. You know what I mean? Because then the an evil aunt takes their daughter and raises her when her parents get killed, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So you kind of think it's just like her reflection of herself. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that she's basically like, I don't know, psychic or whatever you want to say, because it's actually the exact story of one of the teachers, her favorite teacher at school. Miss Honey. Yeah, Miss Honey. It's it's her actual life story. Yeah. So she's been thinking she's making this story up when really it's true. Yeah. Um, and then the big kind of reveal is obviously that she has telekinetic powers and then she uses them to turn over the um headmistress the headmistress and then honey gets put in charge blah 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 we but just told the whole ending of the movie yeah it's matilda man it's, it's a book that's been around for a long time it's a story so i was trying to get through the plot because the main thing here is that's different from the original is the music and didn't if, you say at the beginning of the podcast that it's it was perfectly great without the music? It would be, but like for this discussion, uh, what's the point of discussing it without discussing the music? So Tim mentioned, if people don't know, like he's a very subversive um, musician. He his lyrics are fairly rebellious already. You know what I mean? He writes a lot of 
parodies, anti-establishment stuff, you know, some anti, I think anti-religious stuff, which probably is why a lot of religious people don't like it. But I don't think it's because he particularly hates religion. I think he just doesn't like what it does. He doesn't like um, cultures that restrict free expression. You know what I mean? Okay. So Tim Minchin is like kind of the perfect fit to write music for this. a story like Matilda. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, a lot of parents would bristle at the idea of having kids read books about challenging authority, questioning teachers, questioning adults. Mm-hmm. And I understand that as a parent who has a um, child who's always questioning and subverting my authority. I do not. I think it's a necessary part of growing up. And you, you do not, not what? You do not question and subvert my authority or you do not agree with Tim Minchin? What well, you just started off a sentence with that <laughs> made no sense. You said, I do you not. Said, you said, I... Objection! <laughs> he, said, he said, which I, like, understand. Yeah, but you let me finish my thought. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> my, my, my thing was, it's because, and I'm not judging... Parents. Not judging other parents, but like I understand the inclination to do that because it's easier. You know what I mean? As a parent, you have other responsibilities to do too, besides just raising your children. I mean, that's obviously one of the most important ones. But you also have to be able to go to work and provide for them. You know what I mean? If you're in a marriage, you have to manage your marriage relationship. You know what I mean? There's a you, there's a lot of things you're having to manage at once. So it's much easier to just say shut up and sit down, just do what I say with no explanation, than it is to sit down and have conversations about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about being all namby-pamby, but, you know. A little namby. Yeah, a little <laughs> namby, but not so pamby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing now. What do you mean? <laughs> we just came in here like we're high. <laughs> no, we're good. Um. So, yeah, so I think that parents will, a lot of parents might instinctively bristle about what they would consider the message of Matilda by saying if like, we don't want a movie that's teaching rebellion against your parents and teaching rebellious rebellion against your teachers or whatever. But that's, that's a, such a shallow reading of this story because what the story is about to me is, I mean, I, I just now said to me as if I'm having a deep reading here when I'm about to like basically be (laughs) quoting the songs. Because I was about to be like, it's really about standing up to bullies. <laughs> it's, just, it's not even subtext. It's literal text. Yeah, it's basically like the log line of Matilda the book. It's like, Matilda, a book about standing up to bullies. He basically just read the script. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it is about standing up against injustice. You know what I mean? And, and no matter how small you are, feeling like you can make a difference. And that is... It's. I think the reason that I'm another thing that it was directly from this exactly, and I think that the reason that I'm struggling with it is because or struggling with like communicating it is because so many parents really did have a problem with this book. Like people had a huge problem with the book, and they had a problem with the movie for all these reasons. When yeah, like we just said, it's not subtext. It's right there if you just paid attention instead of having a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, it's just I think I feel like they just feel like they're being attacked. Yeah. So I think that's the idea. It's not because it is, like you said, very obvious. And it's like the the second song in the movie says it basically. And so, how does the song go? I told people we're going to sing. 
Pay for all these voice lessons. And you stop saying that was so long ago. I don't even know how to sing anymore. Well, just we give us some bars. So I can't remember how the songs go. Yeah, I'll join in. He's a liar. I'll join in. I, I honestly can't remember how they go. There's one. So I know that my mommy says, but then what's the main one that I, that, the, that song that like, it's like her, her anthem. She's like, just because you're little, you don't have to be a squibble. Just, uh, stop it. It's like, just because you're little, you can do a lot. You mustn't let a little thing like little, little stop, stop you. you. Yeah. 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 Isn't that cool? Isn't that a cool line? It's, yeah, it's a really great song. And that's the whole thing. It's like, it's like. Just because you're small, you can, and you can change the world. If you think about like, what would people want a story to be about? Like if you're a parent, you know what I mean? If you're one of these parents who's upset about this movie seeming like it's too rebellious or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what would a movie be about where it's just like, Hey, once there was a little girl and she had two wonderful parents and they loved her so much. And she went to a great school and she grew up and she went to Harvard and now she's rich and she's married and she has a bunch of, what, <laughs> what, what is that movie? It's not even a show. Like people, like people, I remember there's like a big movement for a while where they were like, Oh, sitcoms are all about, um, Making fun of men. The men are always stupid. And the women are always smart. And the kids are always smarter than them. Who was that a movement? There's a dude. Who was making that movement? Well, the same people. The same people who were upset about (laughs) Matilda. What a stupid idea. No, but it's like a real thing. What's wrong with that? And that's the thing. The the reason it started happening was because it was. All sitcoms were like that. It was subversive. No, all sitcoms weren't. But like, you know, you have Full House, right? Where the dad is like really smart and he's like. And then then like there was uh, like Home Improvement and uh, like Everybody Loves Raymond. People used to use as an example. I don't feel like that show is. Just acting like Raymond's a big idiot or whatever, but you know. Anyway, there was a whole bunch of people who were mad about that, and I'm like, "What do you want? What do you want to happen? Do you want all sick like? Because what they want is kind of like in the subtext of what they're saying. So you want a sitcom where the man is like just always really wise and he knows best for everybody and everybody else's opinions are stupid. And at the end of the day, they learn that he was right all along. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm, What a great message. That's called the patriarchy. We sorry. Our, our, our our podcast has gotten too political. You're right. We have, but, but we're talking about Matilda. This is a a movie about rebellion. It's about, uh, you know, sticking it to the man. Or the woe man in this in this version. True. What a good one. What a good one. <laughs> so um I, I was asking a friend of mine who was very familiar with the with the Broadway version of this musical, and he said that that so oh sorry, bearing the lead again. There's a weird moment in this movie, and apparently it's in the Broadway musical. And I wanted to ask what you thought about it, and if you could stop acting like a weirdo. Um, where M- Matilda's dad comes and she like helps him unglue his hat from his head right before he's about to abandon her right like and this weird like little sensitive moment not right before he's about to abandon her no he's about to make her leave the school though because of his like thing and then he's going to abandon her yeah um and there's this weird like little sweet moment between them that i honestly it's the one thing for me this just rings false in the story uh, 
there's no humanizing of her parent characters at all. They're bad people. They're 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 not once. Yeah, there there's nothing nice that they ever do. So this weird little moment where she calls him dad for the first time, well, and then he responds, or she calls he calls her his daughter. Yeah, because he's been calling her, her his son for like his whole life. Yeah, because he always wanted a son. Yeah. Um, and it's this weirdly tender moment that I think it's supposed to be tender, but it just, to me, it, it's not even that it just rang false. It just made me confused. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand what the point was. Yeah. Like, just let them be bad. There's no reason to have this little moment here. And maybe, maybe it's just to show that there is a tiny little bit of good in, in everyone. But what? He just leaves her there. Yeah, and also Trunchable doesn't get any any redeeming things. You know, she's just crazy. Trunchable doesn't need any redeeming things. He's a bad guy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So they, and his, so are they. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, they're all bad guys. So they don't need anything. Well, look, we're up on time now. I uh, hope you guys had a good time with this podcast. I think I had a good time. We had fun. So hopefully it was fun for you as well. But yes, look, Matilda, it's on Netflix. I think it, it slipped past everybody's radar because it didn't go to theaters. It's a sh- crying shame because I would say it is hands down one of the best Netflix, you know, Originals. yeah, movies. And it didn't get to go to theaters and no one talked about it and it didn't go anywhere. And it it's it's honestly, it's a travesty. Um, watch it. It's, in, it's incredibly fun. And who uh, Netflix? If you want to um, sponsor, start us. sponsoring us. Um, we'll have our letters to your attorneys and your people who send us paychecks uh, very soon. <laughs> we'll love that. All right. Oh, also, favorite song: "Revolting Children." Um, oh, that, that song is so funny. That oh little. My God, that, I said we're, we're out of time, bro. That little boy, he destroys the bars, man. He goes absolutely crazy. All flames, all flames. Oh man, Solo's gonna do a solo podcast <laughs> about revolting children. Anyway, that's all our right. show. Wait, we didn't get a rating. That's uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. I don't know. What do you want from me? 11 out of 11. Now that's our show. <laughs> that's our show. So unprofessional. <laughs> We're out of here. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>